Hey there, and welcome to the Do Life Big podcast. This podcast is going to be your jam if you want to live to your full potential and don't believe in half-assing anything in your life. If we want to do life big, that means we've got to get out of our own way because we only have this one shot to make it awesome. I'm your host, Kathy, and I'm a mom of three whose BFF is cold brew, a retired school teacher turned online entrepreneur, and an author. I'm loud, bold, and will always keep it real. I'm determined to live my best freaking life possible, and I'm here to help you do the same. I'll be packing this podcast with tips, motivation, inspiration, and strategies to finally get you where you want to go. And we will have a ton of laughter along the way because let's be honest, we can't ever take ourselves too seriously, right? I'm so excited you are here with me today. Now let's get this party started. Hey, my friend, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Do Life Big. Today is going to be an awesome episode because today I have a special guest with me here. My friend Jess is here with us today. And Jess and I connected years ago when we were both building our health and fitness businesses. And it's really cool to see just over the years how we've kind of branched off and have gone our separate ways and done our own thing. So welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you so much. And first of all, I just have to say that I love the title of your podcast. It could not be more of my brand, the brand of my people as well, right? It is probably the most important core value that we all align with, which is that we want a big life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. You got to play full out in all areas of the life. There's no other way to be right. <laughs> I just heard someone say the other day that the way he likes to live his life is he likes to wake up excited and go to bed exhausted. And oh. I was like, Ooh, I was, he's a world qualifying Ironman. So like, I'm not quite at that level, but I would say maybe five out of seven days. I like to be like that. And the oh other my days, gosh. I like to feel rested. Oh my God. Exactly. It's kind of like when I'm doing a workout, I'm like, if I don't feel like I'm going to die at least once yeah. in this workout, yeah. what is the point? Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. So why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are and we'll dive in. Yeah. So I am, I love this. This, it seems like such a basic question, but I think the way that we think about who we are determines who we're becoming. It's like, I like to think about who I am as, as a synonym for who I'm becoming. Whereas most of us were trained to define ourselves by who we've been up until now. So it's like up until now, I'll tell you the backstory people like to know, right? Up until now, I have been a mother of two. I have been a, I was previously a fitness coach and I am currently a life and business coach for women entrepreneurs that are looking to master their time, their money, and their CEO drama. I am bilingual in Spanish and English. I am a both a backyard and a world traveler. And I like to do life big. And who I'm becoming is I'm becoming someone who can do a split this year that is on my list. I'm becoming someone who cares about their skin because up until now I have not been that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am becoming someone who um, is a million dollar business owner. And I, in my mind, I am a business, a million dollar business owner, right? Because that process is already kind of in the works. And I love to relax myself by being like, 
well, in the future it's done. And it's just so calming to know that like I've already created a million dollars in my business in the near future. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. How you say that in the near future, because that's how I operate with everything I do. I Mm -hmm. have this, it's like you said, the sense of calmness. It's of this knowing that Mm -hmm. it's already been done. It's done. It's already done. It's going to happen and it's going to happen the way it's meant to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just, and it makes it so much easier when you go through your days and you have different things that happen in life and in your business, just knowing that it's already been done. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like, wait, are you going to be a part of my program? Oh, it's not you. Okay. Are you going to be one of the people that gets their lives changed? Oh, it's you. Awesome. Okay. It's like, you don't get to really know, but you get to be more curious and have fun with it when you really believe that regardless of the how it's already done. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh my gosh. That is right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it a so little, much. It's a little woo, but like I'm a math girl too. So I feel like I can get as little as I want as long as I'm looking at the math. Oh my gosh. I've gotten really into that woo stuff, like really yeah. into this woo stuff. And I'm loving it. I'm just like seeing like the same, you know, repetitive numbers everywhere. And I've always yeah. had that like little bit of psychic ability anyways. I'm taking mm-hmm. an intuitive training right now and everything. And I I'm cool. loving it. <laughs> cool. I, I still even want to dabble more. Like to me, I always say I'm woo adjacent. It's like, if the moon is at my advantage, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. If it's not, I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> screw that. Screw that woo stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care yeah. If Mercury is in retrograde, I'm going to make my decisions today. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> When it's working for us, it's working for us. We believe in it. When it's not, no, it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. Make your circumstances your advantage. Oh my gosh. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit, because I know that you were doing like I was doing before years ago, the health and fitness coaching, and that was your business. What made you transition to go down this path? And how long ago did you decide that? How did that come about? Yeah, I think that for some of us who got into the fitness coaching space, really, it was less about caring so much about the specific workouts or a diet regimen or anything like that. And yes, again, like that was a part of the skill sets that we needed to maintain in order to get our clients results. But it was for a lot of us. I know it was for you, which is why I think life coaching and business coaching becomes a general Uh, like a very natural organic next step is it was always about people growing themselves, people seeing a future that felt impossible and trying to help them change their mind in order to change their feelings in order to change their actions so they can create a different future. Yeah, it totally was. And once I started doing my own work really on just growing myself behind the scenes as a, as a person and my relationships. And, you know, I think in the space that we were in, it was a requirement to be doing personal development all the time. And the danger in encouraging your team, your employees, your staff to do so much growth is that sometimes they just outgrow the position. They outgrow the role. They maybe outgrow the industry. And I think that that's what happened. I was just like, okay, this has been such an incredible stepping stone. And now I'm ready to help women in more than just their health and their like internal, their morning routine. I want 
it to be on an impact level where the ripple effect is bigger. And specifically one of my clients who was a fitness coaching client of mine, we were talking in a fitness coaching setting about her life. Cause that's what we always talked about. I was always doing life coaching. I just wasn't getting paid for that part. And <laughs> right, she was exactly. Like, I'm unsatisfied. You know, I'm an engineer. I have been, I trained my whole life to become an engineer. Her mother was a, a doctor. Her father was a lawyer. It was like, couldn't be more stereotypical how you can find success, do one of these things really, really exceptionally well. And especially as a woman, she had really loved that identity but it was more to prove to herself that she could do something hard. What she really wanted to do was be an artist of some kind. And she comes to me one day during our coaching session. She's like, oh my God, you're never going to believe it. There's a flower shop for sale. And I was like, Mm, okay. I was like, she never mentioned flowers to me at all. Now she's a gardener, but it wasn't like this was a long time passion, something she knew she wanted to do. And she was so lit up. And she was like, this is so crazy. Like, I don't have the capital to buy it. I don't know anything about taking out a loan. I don't know. And she just kept saying, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, come back to me next week and give me all of the missing pieces. Like fill in the equation. What would you need to do? What are the steps to creating a loan? Do you qualify? Can you interview? Are they like, are you eligible? And what would have to happen? And she was like, okay. And I was like, and don't tell anyone else because when we start to tell people especially people that we love mm. who have never done anything like this before. They are so scared and they are lovingly trying to protect us from failure. And as we know, it's like, that's the opposite of the path to success. Failure is the path to success and mm -hmm. we need to like stumble our way through it. So I was like, all right, just keep it to ourselves until we have a little more ground under your feet for to back up you wanting to go with this opportunity. You don't have to do it. Let's just do some of the behind the scenes math and work. And she did. And within two weeks, she had quit her engineering job and bought a flower shop. And she was like, I need you. I am going to hire you. Can I hire you as my, my coach, as my coach to just keep my mind right? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And I was just like, okay, I, I had just been hired by one other person to do general life coaching and she knew it. And I was like, all right, game on. And I had so much fun. I mean, the real time effect of seeing someone have an idea and then it turning into money is fun, especially for women. Oh my God. It's so awesome. I love that so much. It's, it's true. You know, when you go down these paths, you know, and we were health and fitness coaches or whatever, yeah, it's almost like when you're in it, I never really saw it ending. You know, I was like, I'm just yeah. going to be doing this forever, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? And it's so true. I had never done personal development up until I started that 10 years ago. And right. you just outgrow things sometimes. And it was, it was a great stepping stone. It was a freaking phenomenal stepping stone. Yes. I'm so yeah. grateful for it. So grateful day. for it. So grateful for all the people, all the connections, everything I've learned, mm -hmm. just everything. And when you look back, like you said, we were doing that coaching anyways, all along. I was doing the mindset coaching all along. I was constantly helping people get their mind right and uncover their true potential and work through these roadblocks. And so it's nice to be able to recognize that, okay, you can take this and you can go your own direction. And even better, that girl with her flower shop, that's incredible. Yeah, how cool she still owns it to this day. And that was back in 2016. 
that we had that conversation, right? So now I'm going on eight years of coaching my very first person in business. And since then, you know, she was doing this, people were kind of blown away. They were like, how did you get the balls? <laughs> like basically That's what it is. Balls to take this leap. And she was like, well, my coach and people would be like, I need to meet this person. And then, so I would get referrals from her. And for a little while, she lives in Colorado. I would say like the capital of my company was like in Colorado. Cause I had about four, five or six clients that I was coaching in business from that community. And then it, it took off from there. But what I think is fascinating about what you just said is for your listeners, right? Let's say they're in a side hustle or they're doing something and it's not really lucrative, but you, it lights you up and you can right. tell like you're doing, you're doing the work. Like that's how I kind of felt about the fitness coaching space or the way that I was doing it was a lot of work for what I felt was going to be the return that I wanted on the front end. And when I was first doing it, I didn't really care because I was just so personally fulfilled by it. It was helping me grow as a person. It was helping me become more healthy. So like yep. the finances were not the most important part of it in the beginning. And then it was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, you can make more money. And then, so for those of you guys who are listening and you're like, okay, like I know I'm, I'm doing something. I was just on a consult yesterday with these girls and they are coaches for runners, not really like, like they help runners a find community, stay motivated in groups and whatnot, but it's their business model is not very lucrative. And what blew my mind about going from fitness coaching to life coaching and seeing like, I'm tangibly doing the same thing in my day to day. Like my experience didn't change so much outwardly, it looked very different. What I was marketing and what, who I was attracting was a little bit different, obviously, but you can do that. You can find out like, where can I do the same things, have the same career, but also like make a little tiny shift in my positioning, in my niche, in the way that I'm thinking about myself as a CEO and the value of my offer and change the business model so that I am making money. I know it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And I love, you know, when you said the flower uh, shop scenario, it, it's just so crazy because I helped somebody not too long ago who was in a very similar situation where she was a full-time teacher. Mm -hmm. And she also owned on the side, a flower shop, but her flower shop wasn't producing the amount of income that she needed for her to be able to do that full-time. And she felt so locked in to her teaching career because, you know, you get the pension and you work so many years and it's just, they really got you. Right. Yeah. But she really wanted to just go all in on her flower shop because that's what she loved. And she knew the potential of it. And I helped her out and she quit her teaching job and she's been doing that full time now. And she is freaking loving it, loving yes. it. Uh, and you know, go ahead. It's a mindset shift, right? It's like, sometimes we're just so stuck in this like thought loop of like, but the pension, but the health insurance. And yeah. I get it. Like going from being a, you know, a corporate employee and it's not even just a corporate employee, like going from believing what you've been sold 
in society for your entire life is the, the thing that will bring you safety and security and stability, especially the older we get, we crave that. But what's confusing to us is like, we can reverse engineer so many of those results. It doesn't have to come from taking the step, like the next step that we've been told and also safety and security anyway. Like she wasn't feeling safe and secure. She was feeling bored and burnt out. Right. That sucks. Yeah. Safety and security are feelings ultimately that we have to create for ourselves, no matter what situation we're in. I know it's so true. And it's like, at the end of the day, I always try to tell myself, right. If you look back, are you going to be like, Oh, I really wish that I had just Mm. gone for it. Like I have this one life, you know, like I was just talking to a really good friend of mine on the phone yesterday and she's only 41 years old and she has had such a horrific health scare the last seven months that she's going to have to live with this for the rest of her life. It's absolutely horrible. She hasn't been able to work for seven months. And it's like, when I hear these stories, it's mm. a, just a reminder to yep. play full out. Yep. Do life Let's big. Go. Let's go. This Let's is freaking not just go. another episode, right? Like this is the moment when you get to just decide from here on out, like yes. I'm going to bed exhausted. I'm waking up excited. I'm going to bed exhausted. Right. And I'm going to have balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have balls. That's the message. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you said that before we dive, before we go into the, <laughs> the part here that we want to talk about the most. It's funny. I was, I got together with a friend not too long ago here and uh, he's like almost like a billionaire, right? He's extremely successful entrepreneur. Yeah. And he said that line to me when we were out eating dinner one time, he said, you've got to have balls you've got to have balls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I freaking got that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, if I have anything, it's balls. Okay. What next? What okay, now what? Capital invested. <laughs> yeah. I know it's so true. Oh my gosh. No, but it's one of those things you really like can't give to someone, especially in coaching. It's so frustrating because yeah. they want the strategy to make them feel safe so that they can make decisions. And the truth is the reverse is usually what creates the results that you want, which is having a little bit of strategy, but mostly having belief that it's going to get done, that you're going to show up no matter what until the result is what you want it to be. And then you just have balls. Oh yeah. Go for it. And I can't be like, give you the balls. It's like, get, grow the balls yourself. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I love you so much because we both got balls. Listen, if you don't got balls, we don't want to be friends. (laughs) I know. I'm sure there's like a more feminist word for balls. Like, yeah, like you have, you know, tetas. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, so you were mentioning earlier, we were talking about this whole idea, which is really interesting about entrepreneurs They want to be able to create income for themselves. However, you've been hearing or maybe working with people who are not necessarily even paying themselves a salary. So can you talk a little bit about that here? Yes. So I think when we get started, there's, first of all, there's a lot of different opinions out there on how much you should pay yourself, when you should pay yourself in your first year, how much money should you be reinvesting back into the business? And for the purposes of our episode today, I don't really care whether you're reinvesting 100% of the profits or 50% of the profits back into the business. But I do think that there is 
a level of self-trust that needs to be built up in your business and not just in yourself. Like I can do it, go, go rah, rah. Like I'm never going to give up. But in the fact that this is a viable business, it's almost like making that shift into thinking of yourself as a solo printer to how would I show up if I wanted to eventually sell my company now, I don't think that most of us, especially women, go into a business idea thinking, I want to sell the company. Men do oftentimes, but I'm assuming most of your listeners are women. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And me too. And I think that regardless of whether you actually want to sell it or not, I think this is a really useful skill that women don't talk about enough is to treat your business as if you're creating an asset that you would then go on to sell. And one of the most important things about this is how profitable is your company? But like profit wise, it's easy for us to like look at, well, what's coming in. And we just say, well, the profit just is what's left over. And while that's true, it's not a useful way to generate consistency in your business. Now, back when I'll use this analogy because Kathy totally gets it back when (laughs) we were fitness coaching, there was something called success club in our industry. And I can just say without a doubt, I know you were an all-star like legend (laughs) something, right? Yes. Legend. Yes. 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 Same. Right. We were success club 10 legends, right? Which this means like 24 plus months of consistently hitting, helping and and selling essentially five people our products and services and in a specific way, right? And what I saw was the difference between the people that would come and they were just like, oh, well this month I just didn't, hit it. And like, oh, it just is some months I'll hit it. Some months I'm not, they weren't thinking of it as just a non-negotiable consistent benchmark that had to happen. Yes. So when it, what does this have to do with paying ourselves? So I think that if you are waiting to see what's left over before you pay yourself, you are essentially trying to make money and run your business without a goal attached to it for how you want to end up. And so I recommend that people build up the self-trust of paying themselves in a consistent way. I don't care if you're paying yourself $10 to start. If you want, you can start this habit today. If you're one of the people listening and you've never paid yourself, first of all, we're going to take the shame right out of it. Who cares? Okay. You haven't paid yourself up until now. This is not like a bashing of it. You don't know. You don't know. All right. Now we're going to start paying yourself. You probably, what most people tell me when I ask them, why haven't you paid yourself is that they're scared that if they pay themselves, they won't have any money left and their business will go bankrupt. And that's a real fear. So how do we start small and then build up to it? Think of yourself the same way you would think of an employee. So I pay myself a salary. Now I'm not an S corp. I'm just an LLC. So technically it's not a salary. Technically it's an auto transfer from one bank account, my business bank account to my personal bank account. So if you're, if currently you have co-mingled accounts, we want to step out of that. It doesn't really matter 
like whether or not I would, you don't have to get a business checking. I don't want to go too deep, but you don't have to get a business checking that has a minimum. Just have two separate accounts so that you can start to build up this habit. So you want to plan to have all of your business revenue go into your business account, and then you are going to put on auto pay a salary that you feel confident that you can pay yourself, whether it's monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly. Now, do you pay yourself a consistent salary? Yes. Yep. Do you pay yourself weekly, bi-weekly, monthly? Yeah, weekly. Weekly. So yeah. I pay myself bi-weekly. I went from monthly to weekly and then to bi-weekly because I was like, ooh, this will be a challenge. It'll be fun to stretch myself. My husband was paid on like the 1st and the 15th. So I was like, I'll pay myself on the 7th and the 21st. So we do have income coming into the account every week, but essentially that's how I did it. Now we're making this up. Don't overthink about when exactly you pay yourself, but decide, make a decision and then decide on the amount. So I decided what I wanted to pay myself as if I was deciding what I thought I could pay another employee. Because once you make a decision to pay an employee a certain amount, you're not going to be like, oh, I got to pay you a little bit less this month. So I was conservative. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that Let's wouldn't work see. out too well. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to pay myself a conservative amount for three months. And I'm going to see whether I, I think it's time to give myself a raise or not. Exactly. So then you can do that, right? You can give yourself a raise, but before I give myself a raise. So my goal in 2023 was to give myself a raise in June of a thousand dollars. I was like, I didn't end up doing it because I got there. I looked at it and I was like, hmm, there's more investments I want to make in Q3 and Q4 in the business. It's not the time to be giving a raise. This is, these are the types of high level conversations you would be having with a board or with yourself if you were thinking about giving raises to your employees, right? Yeah. It's not a problem if you do or you don't give yourself a raise. It's a problem if you're treating it like, oh, well, I'll just like transfer some money because I want to buy a new couch. <laughs> yeah, now, right. <laughs> I know clients of mine who do that. They're just like transferring themselves. Oh, my credit card bill got a little high. So I'm just going to transfer myself what I need. This is sloppy money management. And it also just breaks down your trust with yourself, mm. not just as a CEO, but as a spender, as a person with money. It's so subtle and it's so subconscious but it, it must chip I away. It, it must chip away at like your belief a little bit in what you really are yeah. capable of doing when you have to do that. Yes. Imagine giving yourself a raise, which I have done before. I didn't do this past year, but giving yourself a raise and then being like, I earned a raise. I earned a raise and I'm the CEO, but I earned <laughs> that raise. I just think it's such a powerful way to show yourself what's possible for you. And of course, it should probably feel a bit uncomfortable. Now, if I really thought about it, could I have given myself a raise? I could have, I would have made it work. I would have made it work. I'm for sure now that I didn't this past year, I'm, I've set it as my goal again this year. So it's happening regardless. You should feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it really is about just making those clean and clear decisions, having your own back and then building up trust and consistency. Like what else do you know that breaks down your belief and your self-trust when you don't do it? I know, you seriously. You do it? 
That's that's the worst. That's the whole thing. When you break the promises to yourself, it just reinforces the whole negative mindset of maybe I'm just not going to do it. I don't have what it yeah. takes. I'm not cut out for this. Or why bother? Why bother why? getting organized with my money management skills in my business? Why bother doing X, Y, Z? Because look what ended up happening. But it doesn't have to be that way, you're saying. Yeah. And you can do the same thing with your workouts, right? It's like the way you show up in one thing is the way you show up in anything. And if you are telling yourself you're going to wake up in the morning and then you're not consistently over and over again, like we don't want to dwell on the past, but we do want to look at if you, when I wake up earlier than I, than my natural status to work out. And I do that three days in a row, the chances that I'm going to do it on the fourth day are so much higher yep. than if I had consistently broken that promise to myself. Cause your brain gets the memo. It's like, Oh, okay. We don't really mean it. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. And so you want to establish those healthier habits so that you can get the results that you really want in your business and in your life. Mm -hmm. 100%. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, so good. it's not the whole point of this isn't to like bankrupt your business, decide what makes sense for you and, and where your profits are at. Look at that. Right. Like when people tell me like, Oh, I pay myself what's left over. I'm like, okay, that's a start. At least you're paying yourself. Now we want to look at what have you, what was left over for the past couple of months? Is it consistent? If that is the case that you are, you were consistent, then just decide to put that on auto pay. So you're not thinking about it. So you're not wondering. And some people will be like, Oh, well, I like to go in and just transfer it. And I'm telling you that that is an attachment to an amateur version of yourself. It's time Oof. to be in the big leagues where you are, even if you're just paying yourself, like I said, you start out just paying yourself hundred dollars a week or $500 a week or whatever makes sense for your business, a thousand dollars a week, instead of just putting everything on your credit card and then paying off your personal credit card with your business credit card, it's going to keep you in the vagueness of the solopreneur world. So you're going to just have to watch out for what your habits are. Are these the habits of something that of a CEO that could sell a company? Oh my gosh. I know. And I love how you said that. I wrote that down at the beginning. I've never really thought of it that way. Treat your business how you would if you knew you were going to turn around and sell it. Yeah, that puts a whole new spin on things, doesn't it? <laughs> it. I actually just got the chills because there's a girl in my mastermind who, like my coach, who just sold her business, and I was like, "How did you do that?" And she was like, "Well," and when I looked at her actions, it was such subtle things that made her business viable. But I do think that she had really firm processes and policies and margins and goals. And if I was looking at it from the top and thinking like, oh, I can so clearly see how I could come in and just slide myself right in here, pay for this, slide myself into her role. And I know what I would make. Wow. Now, what kind of business did she own? She owns a, a breastfeeding center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And another one that sold was like, had a practice for training nurse practitioners in a certain way. Right. So wow. one was, I mean, they were both service-based, but one was a brick and mortar. One was not a brick and mortar. Very interesting. That is really cool. Yeah. I wrote that quote. I wrote that down because that 
It does. It makes you show up different to your business every single day when you go in with that mentality versus yeah. just like, oh, it's just this little side gig I got going on. It's just a little hobby for me right now. It's like, well, come on. If you knew that there were no limitations and you wouldn't fail, really, what would you want your business to look like, right? I mean, why are you listening to this podcast if the word little is even in your vocabulary, right? Yeah, I know, if exactly. If you little anything in the future, it's something that will go on to live outside of you. That is the point of creating big things. It's a point of creating a legacy so that it, it lives on in a bigger way outside of just your brain. Exactly. Oh my God, I love that. Now, what would you say though to the entrepreneurs? Because I've known quite a few people who say that they just don't have any income to pay themselves. They have to give the money to everything else and there's literally nothing left over. What do you say to those entrepreneurs? Yeah, so I would... <laughs> It's so funny because we create new normals for ourselves at every level. It's like until you had the permanent bill of website hosting and or the permanent monthly bill of Amazon Prime or whatever you pay for a monthly, you had a different normal that was maybe $10 less or $50 less or whatever it's less. It's imagine it would be like someone telling me, well, I just didn't have enough money to go and get food for my kids this week. It's like, well, then you probably completely mismanaged your money all week. Right. I don't really care if you're only making a very little bit, then you probably have higher expenses. It's a simple math problem, right? Like reduce your expenses so that you can pay yourself or earn more so that you can pay yourself. Yeah. But there's, I have yet to really find an entrepreneur that couldn't wiggle one or the other, even if it came to you, like it, it would be like with success club for us, if we were at success club eight and we just knew we were success club 10 and we're coming to the point at the end of the month where it's the last day of the month, you're not just going to be like, well, I just don't have the money to pay myself. You're like, no, just I got to help one more person. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was like you said at the beginning, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah. If paying yourself is as non-negotiable as paying for your Canva subscription, like right. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be an absurd amount of money, but you need to start the habit of paying yourself now. And if you're saying that you never have money left over, put the bill on auto pay you'll find a way to make sure that that money is there. <laughs> oh, you sure will, won't you? Yeah, because you're not, you're not going to want to overdraft. So then you're looking, you're paying closer attention to the math. You're paying closer attention to your checking account, to what's coming into. If you have a client that's outstanding, that like owes you money and you know you need to, let's say you had an employee, right? Treat it as if you had an employee. You knew you had to pay your staff tomorrow and you had three clients who just maybe they paid a deposit, but they didn't pay the final or some that happens all the time. People are like, well, I don't have the money. And I'm like, well, where is money like expected to come in? Well, this person, well, that person, I'm like, have you followed up with them? They're like, no. And I'm like, what's happening? If you can't pay yourself, it's usually because you're loose on a boundary or you're loose on 
showing up to the plan that's going to create the revenue that you need to pay your expenses. And one non-negotiable expense has to be your own salary. Oh my gosh, 100%. And don't you think too, revolved around this has probably a lot to do with as well, that entrepreneur's belief around money, how they view money, maybe how they were brought up around money in their own household. Like, have you seen that play a role in any of this? Yeah, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, all of the, our actions come down to what we're thinking is, is driving what, what we're doing. So sometimes I see that it has to do with a childhood belief about money. Sometimes it's more subtle in that, oh, well, I am a new business and they've, they've stayed labeling themselves in this zone where there's no accountability yet. And when I think I was fortunate in that I did have my back up against the wall a little bit when I first started my business, because I, well, not when I first started, but when I first started really taking it seriously and getting consistent revenue was I was getting a divorce and I was a single mom and I didn't have a secondary income coming in. So this all started at the same time, like you were going through a divorce while you were starting this new business that you've been currently running now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah wild wild and you know there was a point where i was like i don't know everyone was basically everyone who loved me was like time to get a real job like this life coaching thing that you made up is cute but how long did that go on for that whole like oh my gosh i just think it's good to hear this because there are a lot of listeners who are at the very beginnings of this journey where they're in this position where it's like, oh my gosh, I just started this. Like, I so badly need this to work. Our family needs the income. We need to yeah. do it for X, Y, Z. Yeah. How long did it take for you to start to get into the groove and actually start being like, okay, mm. this get wasn't a bad idea. Get into the groove. It's such a such a subjective like thing. Like things happened kind of like one at a time, but I will say, I started, I had got my very first client. I was saying it might've been, might've been beginning of 2017, beginning of 2017. I just had my son. And then uh, my ex-husband and I separated at the end of 2018. So I was maybe two years, a little less than two years into working with like one. I think at that time I had like two and a half clients. I say half yeah. not weekly. She would sporadically come in, pay me for some one-off coaching sessions. Again, I had loose offers because I was in such scarcity that I was running the show from that place. So for those people, I would say things really shifted when I, instead of trying to make decisions from the feeling of scarcity, which was very real in my body. It felt real. And I would say most people around me would agree that I was in a scarce Mm. place, but that wasn't useful to me building the business. So I had to say like, okay, for sure, this is just going to work. And I gave myself a deadline. I said, by 2019, I was still struggling. It was like, I'd get a client, I'd lose a client. I'd get another client, I'd lose a client. And Thanksgiving 2019, sitting around the fire with, um, after Thanksgiving dinner with a lot of the men in my family, my dad, my grandfather, some uncles, handful of which had been divorced. All of them had kids. All of them loved me. And they were all really concerned about my financial situation. They were like, 
you have to be responsible. You need to, you know, I had a fancy degree from Northeastern mm. University. They were like, go get a high paying job. You can table this or you can do it on the side and then you can get back. You can like do it later when you're like, you have a responsibility to your child. Oof. And I was, you know, devastated. And I was really on the verge of giving it up because I didn't have the proof of concept of what I have now in the bank account. And I remember really viscerally how that feels to be in that place. And so if you're listening and you're there, like I see you and the advice that I would give is two things. Number one, to decide if you're willing to tune out everybody else, including the people you that love you, and that you love, not from a place of screw you guys, like I'm going to prove you wrong, but from a place of they're trying to just keep me safe and I don't need safety right now. What I need is balls. <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to the balls. It all goes back to the balls or tetas, whatever we're saying here. Tetas <laughs> is just a Spanish word for, for tits. <laughs> I love it. And so it's like, how can you... A, like, are you willing to do that? Cause some people just really aren't. And you got, you have to be able to, if you're going to get past that. And so part of that for me was having one other person in my ear who was staying focused with me and in full belief in my future. And for me, that was a coach. I didn't have the money for a coach and I knew that I needed a coach. It's like the same thing. You don't have money for paying yourself, but you got to pay yourself. You just got to, yeah. right. And I knew that that was it. I was like, if I want to make a thousand dollars this month. I need to pay $500 this month to my coach. And, you know, I got to figure it out. Right. So then I, I want to make $2,000. I, and then set a deadline, like make it real, set a deadline for when you're going to create what create what by when that makes it really tangible. And it also helps the people around you understand that you're not just like, like, yes, for however long it takes, you're in it secretly, but on paper too, you need to also have really clear goals and you need to be looking at the numbers. It needs to be real. Um, so I did both of those things. I was like, okay, 2020 is the year for real that I make hundred K. And I had set that goal four <laughs> years prior. What happened in 2020? Obviously. Obviously. Cause you have balls. Yeah. 20, well, 2020 COVID hit in oh, March yeah. and I was like, I had just been like, oh, and I'm going to get life coach school certified and I'm going to do this and I'm going to get rid of child support. I'm going to be able to make enough so that I don't have to receive child support anymore. I didn't like receiving it. And lo and behold, I was tested so many times, extremely with COVID. Half of my clients quit right at that point. Oh. And I was like, I could be like, well, not this year, maybe next year. But instead I was like, your circumstances don't create your results, your thoughts do. And I was yes. like, I want to think about it. And I was like, I made COVID my advantage in my mind, right? I was just like, people need this more than ever. People, we need this. And, uh, and that became the reality. People need me. People need the help. That's what I marketed. And I just like pounded the pavement for lack of a better word. And I also, just loved myself through it. I was like, you are the best. I can't believe you're doing this. Like, you're so impressive to me. I'm so um, proud of you. Cause other people maybe weren't saying that to me. They were just 
in fear constantly. And I was like, I need to just remind myself of how amazing this is that we're going after this. Oh my gosh. That is so incredible. I love it. I love hearing. And I just think it's so important too, for, you know, listeners to hear where you came from because mm-hmm. we all have to go through that. And yeah. it is exceptionally hard when you have like people closest to you, family, really close friends who are, like you said, they're just trying to keep you safe because what you're doing is not something that they can even comprehend. It's, yeah, it's they just don't understand it. Yeah, it's scaring. It's scary to them. Exactly. And so being able to kind of put on those blinders and be like, because I had that same thing happen to me as well. Yeah. doesn't matter. This is my journey. I have to freaking make this happen. Same thing as you back against the wall. Like it is happening. Yeah. And just kind of not like going into it, knowing that no matter what happens, like I am not going to quit. I am not going to throw in the towel. It doesn't matter how hard life gets. It does not matter what roadblock comes my way. Non-negotiable. Yeah. This is freaking taken off. <laughs> sometimes it can feel gritty, but sometimes with, yeah. with paying myself, it just feels neutral. It just feels yeah. like, okay, it's just another bill. Like I'm not like, I'm going to pay my Canva bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, I have this bill, I pay it. It's just what I do, right? And it's the same thing with uh, with the salaries, right? So find ways, yes, to get gritty in the beginning when you really feel like you need just extra energy to even convince yourself that this is gonna work. But then also just like normalize it and neutralize it. Okay, this is the math. All right, like when people tell me they wanna invest in me, it's currently this is the last round that it will be 6K to come into my masterful CEO school and people will be like, Oh, like, I hope like I'm going to try. And I'm like, no, you just say, okay, the enrollment is in enrollment deadline is March. I will be creating and reverse engineering that. And if I don't have all of it, I'll put it on a credit card until it's paid off and I will pay it off. And I'm just going to do whatever it takes. It's like, you can just stretch the amount of time that you have to create whatever you want. Yes. Like the way you're thinking about it has to be creative. Oh my God. I love that. And do you mind sharing a little bit about that program? Like how do you open it up for enrollment only a couple of times a year? What exactly does it entail? Yes. So we run it twice a year from March to September, September to March. And the truth is, is that everything that I coach comes from what I learned in my own personal experience of creating my own results. And I'm not going to lie. My results are pretty impressive. And so (laughs) when I think about the things that I really have figured out with some circumstances that were less than ideal, I think about time management and money management. I know how to manage money when you're making very little or you have unpredictable revenue. And I teach my clients how to do that so that as they're growing, they can still a pay themselves. They know they feel in control with spending. They can continue to save and invest and not make those things like, oh, I hope I could, oh, maybe next year we'll start building my wealth. No, all of those things can be set now at any level. And then um, time management. So I was a single mom and I had to build my business while my son was at Spanish school from 9.30 till 12.30, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. And then at one point he was at his dad's, you know, for all day Thursdays and Sundays, every other Sunday. So it was like, that's the equation. How do we reverse engineer 
the results that I want. And I was like, game on. And now I'm like, this is fun. I did it back then. Why can't I create a million dollars in three days a week of work? What would that look like now? It means I got to play hard on the days that I'm working and I really need to be resting and off when I'm off, but you can work with any circumstances. So I love thinking about your successful business is simply a math problem minus your drama about it. Well, Um, I didn't do too well on math growing up. So (laughs) simple math problem, right? It's just like, (laughs) like the X minus Y equals Z. Yeah. Yeah. And so I teach all of that and reverse engineering goals for women in all industries. And yeah, the, uh, the enrollment for masterful CEO school is open currently and March 20th and yeah, it's kick-ass. It's really like, I would say it's a lot of helping to systemize, um, like once you're feeling like, okay, I know I'm good at what I do. Maybe I want to systemize my demand or systemize my, uh, my spending or my saving or my investing, or just systemize my, my weeks in the way that I show up to my business. Oh, I really love that. So do you also have like a community that's people get to become a part of and do how much time do they get with you? Is it like a once a a couple of times a month you like work with them live or? Yes. Yes. Great question. So it is a six month uh, group coaching program. So it is 15 women um, and I cap it at that. So it's sold out a handful of times. Um, And we, the fun thing is like, it's such different industries. Like currently we have a doctor, we have an accountant, we have a tent engineer, we have a dog training school, a farmer, a photographer, a children's school owner. Like it's just like very eclectic. And the truth is everyone thinks their problems are so unique and they're just not. Everybody has the same human brain with the same just malfunctions. Um, so we meet weekly, uh, and we have bi-weekly focus calls on the time and money. And then in between they have access to a portal where they are tracking their metrics so that we can stay on top of their goal, see if anything's off and that they can journal in between those weeks when something comes up and they, they really, um, need some individual coaching. Oh, wow. I really like that. So you're going live with this group of women, 15 women every single week for this entire six months. So Mm -hmm. are you teaching the content live then every single week? There's no actually like pre-recorded things or modules. Is that correct? There are modules. So you get a workbook. I'm like, do I have it? I have it next week. You get a workbook, right? So tangibly you get this for life. It's, it's all of the worksheets and the, the tools that I use for goal setting, for selling, for, budgeting for scheduling. And then there is a scheduling course that you get access to. You get access to like all of the, the high level tools that I have in terms of thinking like a masterful CEO and acting like it in your time and your money management. And then we coach on the applying the application of it. Oh, wow. I love it. That's amazing. Now, where can people go if they want to find more information about this or connect with you? Do you have a certain website? And we can put it in the show notes as well. Yep. You can find me at sincerelyfutureyou.com and also at the Sincerely Future You podcast. Uh, We talk a lot, right? It's a woo adjacent podcast where we're making all of our decisions uh, from the future version of you who's already done it. And it's a little bit different than thinking about your future. It's thinking and building from your future self. 
I love that. Yes. Yes. And so sincerelyfutureyou.com. You can also just connect with me on Instagram. I hang out over there at Jess McKinley Wayno. So that's J-E-S-S-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y-U-Y-E-N-O. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Do you have anything else that you wanted to leave the audience with? Any lasting words? I think it's that whether you are just starting or whether you are scaling to a million dollars, this whole thing needs to feel fun. If we're not having fun, what are we even doing here? And I remember it did not feeling so fun being broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, I hear you ever like, this shit is not fun right now. Like it'll be more fun in the future. And yes, certain things do get more fun, but certain things also get more neutral and jaded. And I had so much fun celebrating my very first clients, like wins in a way that I almost can't access anymore because it's so normalized. My clients getting results on a daily basis. So hindsight's 2020, but really try and find the fun in exactly the stage of business that you're at right now, because similar to having kids, the older you get, you look back and you're like, oh, maybe I rushed through that part a little bit more. And what I would give to just be able to hold my kid and I know holding stage, right? That's how your business is too. So hold it, hold it dear, believe in it, love it, love yourself and have some fun. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for being on the Do Life Big podcast. You were incredible. I'm sure the listeners must have loved today's episode. Thanks for being here. You know, I love you. I think you're awesome. And I will see you the next time. Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with me today. You totally rock. Hey, listen, if you love today's episode, go ahead and tag me on social and go share this with a friend right now. Like do it immediately before the day gets ahead of you and you totally forget. Couldn't be more pumped to be on this journey with you guys. Go make today awesome, and I will see you the next time.